As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. Most likely your human self doesn't need to know until you're about to have an experience to go through and then all of a sudden that flooded information will come to you so you could learn how to you know get around and get through any type of situation yes. but see that's the thing with all of this is like there's no way to scientifically prove this at this time which is why you have to really trust your instinct and go with that gut of yours and you know if it feels really authentic or it feels like something you need to know or or it feels like you're having a, a personal experience or something you know it's legit now let the magic begin 
Hello, Soul Tribe! It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, the podcast. If it's your first time, I'm so happy to have you. If it's your 100th time, I freaking love you. This is a podcast where I give you, and also myself, these soul-expanding, deep-dive conversations with highly creative and conscious souls from artists to visionaries to spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who honestly are just, they're making a great difference in others' lives by living their own truth and living their own magic. (laughs) So here we like to explore their stories and their tips and tricks and secrets to help you unleash more of your own magic. And I realize, which I love by the way, but I realize that most of the guests that I've just been guided to connect with for you have been very spiritual centric and we've learned so many unique healing modalities and now have many tools on our spiritual tool belt thanks to them. But really I'd also just love to invite more people who are simply just creative and innovative souls who may or may not be living a life full of spiritual and metaphysical rituals they may or may not be meditators and yogis. I don't know, but they just happen to still be creating mass joy and abundance for themselves and others and clearly living their own magic. And learning about them and their creativity helps us expand more in our creativity too. In fact, that was actually the initial intent of this podcast. And so if this sounds good to you, let me know of any suggestions that come to mind and feel free to email me any suggestions at hello at your own magic.life or you can always tag me in our secret Your Own Magic Facebook group full of like-minded souls who are all about soul expansion and creativity as well. But don't worry, we'll still bring you so much of the woo-woo too, like today's phenomenal guests who I am just so thankful came on the show, Terry Huberman. And side note, by the way, this is part one of two. So yeah, there's a second and you're not gonna wanna miss it. Anyway, I actually discovered Terry through my YouTube homepage under recommended videos and she was doing a reading with a YouTuber calling Ballinger, Ballinger, calling Ballinger or Ballinger. Um, but I actually know her more as Miranda Sings. However, I do recognize her name. And so when I saw her name, Colleen and Psychic in the title, I just, I, I obviously had to click on it. I was curious, I had to feed this curiosity. And as I was watching and feeling her out, I just saw that she was clearly the real deal. And contrary to popular belief, I'm actually, <laughs> when it comes to mediums and psychics, um. I'm very skeptical when someone tells me they're a medium and I won't just go to a random one unless I feel guided to them in some way Um, because I feel like there is a lot of phony business out there so we gotta be careful. So after watching the video, which I can also put the link to that in the show notes, I honestly just felt a strong desire to reach out to Terry and see if she was willing to come on the show. And then voila, lo and behold, Terry was in. And Terry is a spiritual, walking spiritual encyclopedia as 
a psychic and medium and a healer and does all the fascinating things like energy healing and tarot, Reiki, property cleansing, and reading Akashic records, yada yada. <laughs> so she simplified her job title to intuitive coach, which honestly I think is brilliant along with her story, her story of coming from a family of women with strong intuitive gifts, yet at the same time, very affiliated with this religion and how she navigated that. And man, we talk about a range of different metaphysical and energetic and healing subjects from paranormal investigations to Ouija boards to past life talk with Akashic Records and, and how she communicates with and connects with spirits. Also, perhaps you'll learn which of the Claire's you are as you listen, as in maybe you're clairvoyant or clairaudient or clairsentient, and there's three more that she reveals, and you may get some insight, which is your gift, as we all have a bit within us, believe it or not, whether you know it or not. <laughs> and mark your calendar or set your alarm for Wednesday to listen to part two, as Terry takes her boundary ring off her finger, don't worry, you'll understand this reference as you listen, and ends up talking to one of my loved ones who passed on. So if you're interested in listening to that kind of thing, well, you're not going to want to miss out because whew, it gets very interesting. Actually very beautiful, and I had tears in my eyes, unsurprisingly. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, healed you in any way, I'd love to hear it in your review. So feel free to email a screenshot of your rate and review to me at hello at yourownmagic.life and you'll be entered for the Hum Nutrition giveaway for $150 worth of Hum Nutrition products sent to you wherever you are on Mama Earth and a chance to receive a personalized guided meditation guided by me and created just for you. So now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Terry Huberman. Let's do this, Terry. It was really such an honor. I actually discovered you on YouTube and you just seem like the real deal. Aha, uh -huh. that must have been Colleen's page, right? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and it popped up and it's interesting. I, I've seen some of her videos and also some Miranda Sings, but she's never really popped up on my page because I don't really watch her that much. Uh -huh. And this video was like a long time ago. This video that you two did together just popped up and I was like, ooh, a psychic, of course I'm going to watch this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like YouTube knows me and knows what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I just had that inspired action to email you as like, she seems like the real deal. Because to be honest, I don't feel like I, I have a lot of mediums that come on here, not a lot, but um, the ones that I feel like are the real deal because uh -huh. I've also had situations where it didn't seem like they were. Sure. And you, I can just tell, I just, I just knew. And so I was like, all right, must talk to her. She's got to come on the show. Oh, that is so nice of you because that's actually one of my biggest things is just to make sure that people understand that I'm authentic, which means I make mistakes. You know, I'm, I'm still oh, yeah. human. 
you know, so the fact that it comes across that way, it's nice to know my intention is, uh, you know, it gets out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you can just tell. Plus, I think the fact that you will preface whenever you are entering into a reading with somebody or a channeling or whatever you are doing for that person, you do let them know. Let me know if there's somebody else in the room that, you know, is having this experience. I think that that's so profound because it's so true. You could be reading other people's energies. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. It's not like they're like, it's that one right there, you know? Well, you do your best. And like, for example, if I'm doing a large event, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll ask uh, for a piece of jewelry to hold. So this way I'm just reading their, the person that I'm reading for directly their energy. That's called psychometry. So uh, I'll do that when there's a lot going on. Yeah. Psychometry. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of this. What? What? Yeah. Uh, I know. You learn something new every day. What is psychometry? Psychometry is reading the, uh, reading the energy off of an object. So it's basically a psychic reading of the object, but typically what you want to do is if you're reading for somebody, you want to hold their particular object. Right. So if it's like an heirloom, for example, you'll get information from way, way other people. So interesting. All the energy that's collected into an object. Yeah. Yes. I feel like most people do when they're doing readings. And so that's so interesting. It's called psychometry. Yeah. I love it. I actually, just in case, a lot of different people that potentially might come through if we do that later. It depends on, I'm honoring your energy, of course. Sure, sure. But I have a lot of different people around me right now, like they're heirlooms. So we'll see. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, we, you and I are different states. I'm also, so sitting in my dad as my dad and my mom are at dinner and oh. I decided to steal their house nice. because in case, well, it's 6.30 p.m. here and I figured, all right, people are going to be coming back to this apartment complex around this time. It might get noisy. So my dad let me have their entire place to myself. Oh. I know, just <laughs> so I can do this. And I'm you're partying with a podcast. <laughs> yes, but, I'm, but I wouldn't be surprised if you end up reading some of their energy because it's okay. all over the place, even though I Palo Santo and I have my crystals and everything, but Look at you, you never know. <laughs> you brought out the whole arsenal. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I take this seriously. This is everything to me. Anyway, so yeah. let's begin with that first question. I ask all my guests because um, I'm just curious. What excites you most in this season of your life right now? You know, uh, so for me, I'm in this state of transition like a lot of other people And it feels like I'm having an emotional awakening. So this particular time of my life is actually very challenging. I've decided to go back and review some of the trauma that I've experienced. So going back and reviewing that, of course, it brings everything up. And uh, just to share a little bit about my story, um, I come from a Holocaust surviving family. So, yeah, so it's not just my trauma I'm dealing with, it's my ancestral trauma as well. So, yeah. That is remarkable. Yeah. So, this time of my life is very challenging. It's very emotional, but at the same time, it's amazing because Mm -hmm. of all of the ahas and then you can really learn about, well, I should say I, I really am learning about myself and... I don't want to say my motives, but let's just say my operating system. 
right? So it makes me understand myself better. So, um, and it also makes me understand my clients better too, because what I do for other people, I get done myself. So I'm one of these people that are doing Uh what I say I'm going to (laughs) do. You really are. And I also appreciate your raw honesty about this because a lot of people will look at those with these particular intuitive gifts and extrasensory gifts and think that they know it all and they know all about themselves, but we're all still in a mission of discovery. And I think it's beautiful that you learn even more about yourself with your clients. I do too with the listeners. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's great. It also, it connects you to them. Yes. You know, and you find something in, in, in them that you can actually fall in love with, or at least yeah. I do. So that's why I'm like, all right, I, I'm getting something out of this too. So it, it's not just them. But that's, you know, symbiosis. That's, that's a great relationship right there. Oh, yeah. That is so symbiotic. I just, I love the harmony with what you do with your clients, what I do with my listeners, and then just realizing that there is that one connection that really just nourishes us all. It's not like we're just giving or they're just giving. We're all giving and taking. It's kind of got to be like that. Yeah. For all relationships. Yeah. Speaking of your story, I would love to actually hear more of it. And when you recognize, I'm curious, when did you recognize you had these extrasensory gifts? So I actually come from a family where my grand, this is all on my mom's side, my grandmother, my mother, and also my two sisters also have these talents and abilities as well. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it's hereditary and familial. Um, (laughs) That's not to say that anybody can't learn to use and develop their intuition. So I don't want to go around and say, oh, well, I'm special. It's just that in my family, we were raised with this and not to hide it. So, um, you know, when people are, yeah, because when you're raised to hide it, then, you know, you don't show up and you don't take up space and you don't own it either. So that's why it took me 25 years, 26 years. (laughs) And you know what they say, better late than never, right? Yeah, better late than never. (laughs) (laughs) So I had these gifts, I guess you can say to me, it's just the way I am um, my entire life, Um, Mm -hmm. especially the empathy the empatheticness. I always make up my own language, but the empathy. (laughs) I'm an empath. (laughs) Um, That I've had my entire life, um, always crying on behalf of everybody else, (laughs) feeling their pain physically and emotionally. I mean, just all of that. But I used to have dreams that would come true when I was a little kiddo. And um, just- just always like being able to foreshadow and kind of seeing what the outcome was. Um, And there was a period in my life where I became slightly, well, not slightly, it was a lot more religious in Judaism. And when that was happening, I was praying really hard. So I had that passion and connection to to God at that point. And I was really, I was, um, I was able to sort of, well, I don't know how to, I guess the word is predict um, when there would be bombings in Israel. So it was like kind of creepy. And I was like, ah, and I, and at that time I didn't really know what to do, how to do any of this. I just knew I had these skills and my family and I, we would, you know, just talk about this, always read up about it. So I went to a rabbi and I'm like, what do I do with this? How do I sort of manage it? And what he told me to do was to turn down my, uh, my passion 
behind my prayer. So when I was praying, don't be so passionate in my prayer. And I was so let down by that. I was like, are you telling Wait, me to shut wow. this up? So huh. that, was, that was not a great experience. And it really, it, <laughs> to say the least, but it hurt my heart, you know, and it yeah. hurt my soul because I do identify as Jewish uh, and I love the religion. Right. But to have that happen to me just kind of made me sad. So it kind of went away for a little bit, even though I didn't want it. It was just one of those things, you know, that <laughs> do as I say, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yep. respect your elders, you know? Yep. And, and listen to mom and dad. I grew up Mormon. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yes. Um, but the mediumship, that's different because there's psychic and then there's mediumship for true authentic right. connections. A lot of times people will think they're the same, but they're different. And the mediumship didn't show up for me. Uh, I think it was like 37, 38, 39, like around there. That's when that came through for me. And I had my first mediumistic experience, which was very dramatic and very uncomfortable, unfortunately. But that's when I knew I was a medium. So the psychic, I knew my entire life, pretty much. Right. Yeah. And I mean, your family, they've nourished that. They fed it, which is so interesting to me. I'm so curious how this worked. Because if I were to have come out to my Mormon family and expose my my very strong intuitive abilities, then they would have thought I was cuckoo and crazy. And especially, or actually, they probably would have been worried it was a bit demonic. Right. What I am so super interested in. They would fear that I would go to hell and not heaven or their kingdom of heaven. And so I'm curious, like now I'm really really (laughs) curious. You were in this Jewish family, but they embraced your spiritual experience. So how did that work out? Like, especially when you found your mediumship. Yeah, that's a really great question. So in Judaism, there's a mystical, I don't know if you want to call it side bar or side order of the religion. It's called Kabbalah. Yeah. So technically, in the Jewish religion, according to Jewish law, which is really complicated, you're not even like a man shouldn't even start learning Kabbalah until he's either the age of 40 or till he's read the Torah so many times that he knows it inside and outside. Then you can technically start learning all of this mysticism. So in my family, I mean, the mysticism side always existed. So even like, even in really religious, and I didn't grow up very religious. I went to religious school for education and prayer, but I was not raised religious. But um, even in the real religious sects, um, you know, it's really, it's all about energy. That's what it's all about. So, um, so there's that arm of the religions. And then my mom was actually born in Cuba. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so in Cuba, there was Santeria, which is like, it's kind of like voodoo. It's a type of voodoo, um, energy work, magic, all that kind of stuff. So she was raised in like that environment. Wow. Yeah. I was lucky because I wasn't you know, squashed with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Was the voodoo, I mean, it kind of has a negative connotation. Yeah. And even for somebody like me who is so woo woo, yeah. I hear voodoo and I'm yeah. a little weary. Sure, sure. <laughs> was it white magic? Was it, what, what was the voodoo like? So voodoo is, is a religion just like Wicca, just like paganism. Hmm. And it's like how, right. what's the intention behind your uh, you know, your your prayer or your focus or meditation. 
So really, it's not necessarily negative. It's just how are you using it? So it's how the media portrays so many things. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, hypnotism is bad. You know, you're going to go rob oh. banks or whatever. You know, it's like yeah. the media, you know, creates stories. And so a lot of these healing modalities, a lot of uh, religions aren't necessarily negative. Well, they they fooled me because I think voodoo and I think, oh, there's a little doll with X's over the eyes and you're sticking little needles in it and you are hurting somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, if your intention is to hurt somebody, yeah. But what if your intention is when you stick that needle, you're just like really um, infusing a lot of love? You know, so it's the same act yeah. of sticking in, but your intention behind it is, yeah, your insertion of love versus like pain. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And I actually didn't even really believe in this type of magic until I had a personal experience with it in Bali, this area in Abud called Penasanan, where there's black magic supposedly. When I was living there, I had no idea, but. I guess the neighbor performed that on me. Oh. And it was a it was it stuck with me for a bit. It lingered for a bit and it wasn't fun. I actually hold a little fear against certain types of magic like that now. Well, that's understandable. You had a personal experience with it. I mean, I would too, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. I was living there and then I decided to leave. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is so interesting. I'm so glad that your family embraces that and they're yeah. so open minded. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And that no wonder you're also extremely tapped and tuned in. Um, basically, if you have not yet taken advantage of your own magic's fabletics offer and you happen to be a yogi or a runner or just active and an athlete in some way, then I am telling you, you are missing out. As Fabletics has an extra special treat for the Soul Tribe, gifting you two leggings for only $24 at fabletics.com forward slash magic. Okay, wait, there's more. So sponsorship aside, I actually do pay on my own the monthly VIP membership program because, well, obviously I love Fabletics and their quality, but also when I do log on to buy some more yoga clothes, I get an abundance of clothes at an insanely discounted price. So let me tell you about my recent receipt. So I realized I had a few months of VIP dollars and points saved up. And then I was just browsing their sale items and a few of the new. And I just kept adding many to my cart. Mostly um, high-waisted yoga pants and uniquely designed sports bras. And I ended up getting 13 items, 13 high-quality, cozy, Really cute, as in compliment-worthy items, which, by the way, came to a total of $394.45 plus tax. But then, thanks to my VIP, I actually ended up only paying $26.54, and I got free shipping. Yep, it is kind of worth it. And the listeners of this podcast gets this opportunity I just, I love to bin shop yoga clothes because, well, A, right now it's a new season and B, Fabletics has a sports bra I realized named Raquel spelled my very, very uncommon way. So I I had to, I just had to. Plus I'd like to think that I was Kate Hudson's muse for this sculpt knit sports bra. (laughs) Yeah, I wish. It is time 
for you to pick up your two pairs. So when you do, I highly recommend one of your pairs be one that I'm actually wearing right now, the Cashel Foldover Pure Lux Legging. That's a, that's a handful to write down, so I'll just add it to the show notes. So again, at first, try out two leggings for only $24 US at fedbloodics.com forward slash magic. And I'm sure you can add more to your cart and save loads. And every time you go to shop for new yoga clothes, you will save loads. Again, that's fabletics.com forward slash magic. And now, on with the show. So beyond the psychic and the mediumship gifts, you have just a very strong intuition. What are some of your other gifts because I noticed that you do a lot of different healing modalities. I know, I know, I know. So (laughs) basically what I do is I call myself an intuitive coach. It's a psychic. Yeah. I'm a healer. I mean, I do all of these things, but ultimately what I do by using all of these tools in my toolbox is I, you know, I cheer people on. I help them understand what their blocks are, where their blind spots are in case they're you know, in case they have goals or they're feeling stuck in life. And I mean, I use my whole toolbox for, for that one. So you know, beautiful. coaches support people and they're on your team and they want you to reach the end of the race. Um, you know, and they, yeah. they sit there and they make sure, you know, you're taking care of yourself, uh, you know? So, so that's why I call myself uh, a coach. I love it. Yeah. And you are, you are coaching people, but are you also helping them tap into their, their intuitive gifts? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So it's actually par for the course because as we, as we're doing energy work and as I'm doing readings on them and as I'm doing coaching, because those are the three things that I'll put in an all-in-one package for folks when I do the, the specific coaching, we're sitting there and we are finding the blind spots and we are looking at, okay, this is what happened. This is probably why we don't have to sit and dwell in it, but now there's an understanding of what can happen. So there's a little bit of a crack or a breakthrough for people to sort of feel safe enough now to learn how to surrender into whatever situation Mm. is going in. And as we all know, I mean, the whole reason for meditation is to surrender the monkey mind, right? So as you learn how to trust yourself and as you learn how to surrender, your intuition just automatically starts to build. And so people start getting out of indecision and then into their intuition to take the next step, the next step, the next step. Mm. Beautiful process. It really is. Yeah. Oh, and that actually brings me to this question that was submitted from a listener who says that she loves you, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I love you back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's talking to a Leo, so I'm going to love her back. (laughs) You're a Leo. Uh, Me too. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my. I love it. And what's your moon sign? Uh, Libra. Okay. I'm a Leo moon as well. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I know. How about your rising? Sagittarius. Ooh. Ooh. uh, Ooh. Yes. (laughs) I just was helping somebody with their signs yesterday who's kind of skeptical about it. And he was a Sag. And when I read – or Sagittarius rising. And when I read it, he was 
mind blown. Ah, like what? <laughs> He's like, oh, maybe that's right. I know. <laughs> so it kind of changed things. Um, I'm Leo as well. Just kidding. No, I'm Cancer. Can you imagine <laughs> being like triple Leo? Oh my, yeah, that would be that would be really hard. <laughs> I would be like, I'm really sorry. Can I hug you? <laughs> then you'd be like, get away. I'm just, you know, get away unless you, you make me laugh. Have- <laughs> you could already be sorry that I'm a double. Just kidding. Actually, I found out because I was born under a certain moon, I'm a little different than most double Leos. Oh, fabulous. Yes. I was like, okay, good. Um, some relief. But, yes, some relief. <laughs> it made sense because I didn't resonate with astrology for so long. Even when I found out about my moon sign, I was like this, nah. But mm. now I get it. Um, so Rachel, I want to get to Rachel's question. She, Rachel Blocklinger, she said, I was a psychic as a child, but I seem to have lost touch with this gift as I became an adult. Is it possible to gain or find this ability within myself again? Or is it possible that it is not in my cards anymore? What a fabulous question. So Rachel, here's what I want to assure you is that yes, you can get it back. So it's almost like riding a bike where if you get off, you just get back on. So there's a few things. I don't know if she wants to know how to do it. I would think or hope she'd want to know how. Um, But yes, the answer is yes. And you can do some really fun exercises to start getting those uh, juices flowing again. And there's actually a really great book. Um, I think it's called E Squared by Pam Stout. I think it's Pam Stout. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So there are these all these little energy games and stuff like that that you can play to start doing it. Because really what you need, you need two things if you're going to be um, a good psychic and an and authentic psychic. You need to be able to surrender to receive the information and then you need to trust the information. So um, the answer, Rachel, is yes, absolutely. You just need to start practicing again. Yeah, builds your trust muscle. That's right. It yes. was one of that was one of the first books I read when I started this journey, and it's yes. Pam Grout. I just wanted wow. to double check that. <laughs> <Not so. laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I'll do a lot of little exercises with my clients, and then they come back next week, and they're like, "Oh my god, that was so much yeah. fun." I'm like, yes, that's the fun part of of working with me. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to ask this other question from another listener. Her name's Lauren Hastings Gluck. She says, so cool. So she must know who you are. Okay. She wrote, my question, mediumship is most commonly associated with communicating with the recently deceased. As a medium, what is it like to communicate with souls right before they incarnate? As a new mom who may eventually welcome another child, this topic intrigues me greatly. That's actually a really great question. Um, Technically, mediumship is is a type of channeling, but it's typically with someone who used to be human Mm -hmm. and who's no longer human or not wearing their earth suit. I call them earth suits. (laughs) So a pre-incarnation wouldn't necessarily be specifically mediumship. It might be something um, different. Um, I, I, um, hmm. The question was, what's the difference? Was that it? Yeah, wait, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> the question was, um, as a medium, what is it like to communicate with the souls right before mm. they incarnate? So I guess because right. there was that video with Colleen where you had a psychic reading of her baby, but that wasn't ah, communicating yes. with the baby. That's different. Right. 
Right. Is it is very different. So first of all, that baby was already in human form. Right. So you could technically read the baby. So that would not be a mediumship um, session uh, session because the baby already took human forms, being you know cooked. Yeah. You can say Colleen was cooking, but the information that I was getting was actually off of Colleen's auric field mm. or her um, her aura electromagnetic field. So that's when you're doing psychic work, that's where you're tapping in. So you're reading all the energy from their auric layers and you can get information about loved ones from that auric field, but that doesn't mean you're communicating with that particular lo- or particular loved one. That's mediumship. Uh, okay. So that's the difference. And there is a difference. And that's why people get confused. And you can absolutely get information, especially you, uh, memories that you might have shared directly with your loved one. But when you're doing authentic mediumship, you're connecting with your loved one and you're giving their perspective, their point of view, and their memories, which is why you may not know that information right away. You have to go back and research because you weren't part of it. Right. So it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means you don't know that information. Right. Okay. So, but, but there are people that do communicate with the soul before it even incarnates into a baby and becomes a little seed of a child. Sure. I, I, I don't. Right. Right. But I'm sure there, there are people, I mean, I can't, you know, it's, it's like there are people who channel angels. Yeah. Right. There are people who just, who channel elders oh, yeah. and masters. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, they can. It's not something that I do. I typically, it's interesting because when a baby, I call it a baby soul, when a baby soul will show up in someone's reading, I can kind of feel that baby soul on the outskirts of their electromagnetic field, but it's not necessarily that I'm tapping into that baby's spirit. Yep. Okay. So that I can do and that comes through. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people that do that. I mean, there's people that do everything. Oh yeah. I know my friend just recently discovered this gift within her because she was in Hawaii and she was meditating atop the mountain. And she said that she started talking to my future daughter. I was like, Oh, Oh, that's awesome. I know. I know. It was so surreal and I would love for it to be true. I feel like it was. So that's great. Yeah. 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 And you know what's interesting? I I believe in reincarnation mm-hmm. and that I've lived many, many lives. And so I think of people that have passed uh, that I've known in this life while they're walking in their human suits in this life. And now their human suits are no longer walking mm-hmm. on this earth, but they're on the next realm. They're on the next plane. Perhaps they might even be reincarnated into somebody else. So is it possible that we wouldn't even be able to really communicate with them anymore because they are now another human? That's a really great question. In my experience, um, I've had maybe one or two reincarnates of people's loved ones in my experience. And they I wasn't able to make a direct connection. <laughs> this is so complicated when I say this. With the reincarnate from their past life. Um, their most recent past life, because that's probably what it would be. Right. I haven't been able to do that. However, I have been able to give certain mannerisms or certain, I don't, I don't know if you want to call them identifiers. Cause I, you know, there's no way to really prove any of this stuff, but I've been able to give some information to their loved one. 
And they said, oh my gosh, they save these things or they do those things all the time. So, I mean, and granted, they would be significantly younger and they'd be most likely children of some sort. Not always, but I'm just saying, you know, they would definitely be younger if they were sharing the same, basically, same alive person for two two lives, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's so interesting. So you can just like tap into someone's soul, though they're already in a body. Well, I mean, and that's the whole thing about Akashic Records. Is that ah. yes, yes? So Akashic records, they are records of every incarnation of the soul up until the current life. So there's no future future work when you're doing Akashic records. And what you're doing is you're asking permission to even get into their records because it's such a precious thing to have. I mean, can you imagine a book with every single one of your lives is written down somewhere, kept up there in the ethers? (laughs) So you actually have to ask permission for us to even enter. And then what you're doing is you're communicating with their masters, teachers, and loved ones of the soul. So are there masters, teachers, and loved ones? Are they grabbing that book and reading it to you and you are sharing what they're reading? I mean, I guess if you wanted to... That's such a human way of trying to conceive of it. I guess. (laughs) That was something that I couldn't even fathom in my conscious existence. Well, I mean, because like when it comes through to me, still it comes through like a channeling, like any other, like when I do my mediumship, just because you have your specific sensory sensitivities and communications, and those don't change no matter what tool you're using. Um, And Akashic Records is just a type of tool, again. Um, But um, I mean, that's not how it, I wish it came true. I mean, I wish it was like that. I know. Um, But it's just more of like, you know, I call it like downloading data because all of a sudden, you know, I get sensations in my body or I start hearing things in, in my inner ear. So Ooh, I'd love to talk about these sensations. So when you are, I guess, receiving these downloads of others' Akashic records or you are communicating with others' loved ones who has passed on, what I've witnessed is that you really do seem so aware and awake at the same time. It's not like you mm-hmm. seem like you've gone into a different planet, you know, you're still here yeah. with us, but you are indeed sensing and like having a different experience that most people who haven't really strengthened these abilities can't comprehend in any way. And so I'm just curious how this information comes through you. What sensations you experience? Do you hear voices? Do you see images? Do you see people in front of you? What is your experience? Great question. So first of all, I do not see people in front of me because if I did, I would run the other way. (laughs) It would scare the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no. So I, I have, I mean, whenever you're doing this work, actually, whenever you're doing anything, as long as you're wearing your earth suit, you should always have boundaries set anyways. So I have what I call a contract with God where I'm like, look, you want me to do this work? I do not want to see anything because that's good. As a medium, yeah, I mean, as a medium, you're seeing a lot of things, right? So it's like, if I just don't want to see that. So I ask for it not to be shown to me as if it's like I'd be looking at you in person. There are many people who do that, but for me, 
it wouldn't make me feel safe and I wouldn't be able to surrender and I wouldn't be able to download and I wouldn't be able to give comfort and closure. I mean, it's literally that simple. It's like, help me help you, God. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, and that's great. You set boundaries with God. I think even if you were to say it out loud, whether or not you said it out loud, it would happen subconsciously because I know that that is after I saw many as a child that has become such a strong block of mine that I don't allow that to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if listen, if you're a light worker and you're here to help heal the world mm-hmm. and there are things that are done or can be done mm-hmm. that will stop you from doing that work, then there's no point in doing it because then you're not living out your purpose. Yeah. So that's freaky. It's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally okay to say no, <laughs> you know? So, um, so that's good. Yeah. So I guess I'm, when I, I'm primarily, cause there are five clears, uh, actually there's six, um, oh, which six? are, Yes, ah. yes, yes. So there's clear audience, which is hearing, clear sentience, which is feeling, clear audience, which is smelling, clear oh. gustance, which is tasting. Tasting. Oh yes. Oh yeah, girl. Oh yes, interesting. Girl. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Huh. And then there's of course clairvoyance, which is seeing, yeah. and there's clear cognizance, which is knowing. Yeah. So there's six all together. So yes, the tasting, it's happened to me, I think twice. So it hasn't happened often. It's not pleasant if it's not a pleasant taste, but if it's a good taste, you're like, yeah, bring it. Interesting. <laughs> you know? Oh, weird. Because it's, it's all information and it's all how you're yeah. communicating. Yeah. You know? I think that's beautiful too, that there's just so many different types of clairs and there's a way that they, you know, tap in and hear things or feel things tasting smell things that's crazy exactly i do get the smelling one more often than the tasting one yeah like if you were to hold their heirloom you smell it or something is that or is it like you can smell the presence of the spirit yeah it's like you smell the presence of the spirit i mean every uh, there i mean i've smelled freshly baked apple pie yeah i'm like where's that coming from i've smelled um like really rich dark meats being barbecued Uh i've smelled like electrical fires. <laughs> I've smelled like burning shrubbery. And then, you know, a lot of these have different types of smells. So, I mean, you kind of recognize them from your human life. Yeah. So. And that's when you are reading other people, right? Yeah. I feel like so, there are times when I smell certain people that I passed on that I was really close to and I can smell their scent or yeah. just something that reminds me of them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe they're here. But, exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is. It's a sign that they're around for sure. It's just what's happening is at that moment, you have a heightened sensitivity. So you're able to match that energetic frequency. So you're able to get that information. It just happens that information's coming through your olfactory system. Ooh, this, I'm so intrigued. You have me on the tips of my toes. <laughs> well, we all have all of these senses. Yeah. Some of us have primary and secondary ones, sometimes tertiary mm. too. My primary is clairsentience and then my secondary mm. is clairaudience. <gasps> Ooh, so, you hear them. So you hear yeah. like their voice. Yeah. <gasps> or, or I'll hear some aspect of it and then when I give the information, I mean, the the information is validated. So I don't know that I necessarily hear their voice, but it's like I hear the, I hear the description of their voice. 
I know that's Interesting. odd. <laughs> but I, again, I, it's a, one of those things you just can't really define. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like that. a lot of times people will see things, right? Like I, I probably clairvoyance is my tertiary because I don't get it as often, but I will get it. So I will see things like the color blue, but for me, I'm also feeling the color blue, but I'm not seeing it like with my human eye. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. Okay. If that makes any sense. So that's clairvoyance, yeah. I think everyone should pause this for a second and think what their primary, secondary senses are because you have them whether you believe it or not. I'm telling you, listener, you have it. Well, not just that. I mean, like in your human life, like what do you te- how do you tend to learn better? Do you learn better mm. by reading books or do you learn better by audiobooks? You know, so then you'd know if you're more oral or more visual. What if it's a good mix? What if it's like an exact mix? If it's an exact mix, that's great. Yeah. Oh. And then when it came to your spirit work, you know, you as you practice, you figure it out. That's so interesting. Tribe warning. If you happen to have kids around, I recommend covering their ears for just a little bit while you listen because you do not want to miss out on this. So I'd like to talk about vaginas for a second because every woman with a capital W has one and every vagina deserves to be treated like the goddess that she is as she helps make us the powerful birth-giving creatures we are. And Lola was inspired to give our delicate flowers the gift of optimum health and wellness. So Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, and they now offer sex products too. With no BS, no toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers like, you know, most feminine care products out there. Plus, Lola makes that time of the month so much easier for us with their fully customizable subscription service in which you can choose a mix of the products and a mix of absorbency and your number of boxes and frequency of delivery and they are gifting you 40% off all subscriptions when you visit mylola.com and enter the promo code MAGIC when you subscribe. So let me tell you why I love them and everything they offer. I honestly only reach for high quality organic foods about 80 to 90% of the time because honestly, I just, I, I, I care about what I put in my shell and on my shell. And so if you're like me, why not use the highest quality products for the Southern region too? I mean, it leaves me worry-free about what I'm putting in my body. And so on top of Lola's organic cotton feminine products, Lola also offers cleansing wipes that are safe to use anywhere on the body. And they're the first biodegradable all-natural wipe of their kind. Ooh, and they have a tried and true cramp care essential oil blend with 17 pure essential oils including chamomile and geranium to help improve blood flow and calming the cramp pain and again i can't emphasize enough how convenient it is to have lola delivered straight to my door in a well-designed and discreet 
box personalized just for me. And how nice would it be to not even have to think about having to drive to the store when you think you're about to run out of the goods you need. Have it just delivered to your door in rhythm with your cycle. Plus, in light of their female empowered mission, their line Sex by Lola offers women-focused sex products formulated to deliver the sensation and reliability you deserve without unnecessary irritating additives. And their condoms, by the way, they're vegan, they're ultra-thin, and they're made safe with natural rubber latex that are lubricated. Their mess-free personal lubricant is a hypoallergenic formula made with 95% organic ingredients as it's water-based and made with aloe vera, which is another healthy plant for the vag. <laughs> In fact, Lola says that their lube helps maintain a healthy pH balance. Yeah, for the sexually active, the lucky sexually active out there, <laughs> it's honestly just a no-brainer. Anyway, so again, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter MAGIC when you subscribe. Yeah, 40% off. That's one of the, the biggest and best Yom discounts yet. That's mylola.com, promo code MAGIC. Another thing, yeah. so you were talking about Akashic Records, you're talking about mediumship, you're talking about being a psychic. <laughs> I know you also do Reiki. I know you read tarot. Like, you are just so well-versed in so many different tools and healing modalities. It is mind-blowing, and I love that because you did also start at such a young age, and it really does only make sense. But hey, that's just that's just what you are gifted <laughs> with those times. Though I know we all can tap yeah. into that. It's just some people definitely I think are a little more sensitive to it. Sure. I've blocked a lot of it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um yeah, I love hearing about other people's gifts. And so I totally admire that about you. And I think that sometimes for those that are seeking some sort of healing, they they can't decide which route to go or they get too caught up in it yeah. all. I know I've definitely experienced information overwhelm or I guess spiritual and emotional overwhelm because I just want to do it all. What are some reasons someone should seek getting their Akashic records read versus maybe getting a psychic reading? Oh, that's a great question. So first and foremost, psychic reading, you can make predictions about the future and Akashic Records only goes up until the present. Uh, that's right. So that's just like the, the biggest difference. That's simple. Yeah. 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 So it's like, what do you want to know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to know your past? You want to know your yeah. future? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or even your present um, in, in terms of um, like behavioral issues. Like when did I start getting all these migraines? I've, I mean that for Akashic records is actually really, really great for that. Um, because let's say just an example for, for headaches, uh, sometimes people go to the doctor, they've done everything possible. They're on medication and they still get the headaches. Well, there is probably past life, emotional trauma and an attachment to it that needs to be worked out, that can probably only be worked out. If it's past life, it can be worked out uh, through Akashic Records, through energy. And it can be also worked out in the body as well. So um, something like Reiki, um, IET, because I do a whole bunch. And I don't know what I would actually call my technique of energy healing. I would call it mishmash because I do so <laughs> many, I do 
primarily three different ones in one session. It's like okay. whichever one I feel like they need at that time. So yeah, it's the mishmash energy session. That's you're, like, <laughs> you're like a one-stop shop. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the IET for the listeners? It's integrated energy therapy, and that is going to the angelic realm. Okay. So primarily working with Archangel Ariel. Um, yeah. And so that's clearing out all of the um, the um, issues in your tissues. So it's the energetic um, buildups, I guess you can c- call it, or emotional attachments that may have been um, – associated to certain parts of your body. So it's body work as well, uh, to certain points in your body, um, you know, based on whatever trauma happened wow. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say with Akashic records, it's just going into the record of the soul, um, you know, doing energy healing, you're going into the electromagnetic field of, of the soul of the person. So it's just, it's almost just like different techniques. What do you prefer? Right. And me, honestly, it just will depend on what I'm seeking at that time. Yeah. And there are times where like me on my own, I like to do a little bit of tarot um, for myself. Now, how about tarot? Like why would people want to get that done? So really it's, 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 I I feel like I need to say it's for entertainment purposes because all of this work is energy work and you really don't need any of these tools to help heal somebody. Yeah. But I love that that you said that. I want to put that in exclamation marks as much as I love to do ceremonies, like new moon ceremonies. I love the tools, but you don't need them. No, you don't. You don't. What it is, is it just allows you a more tangible for your, for your human side. It just allows you a more tangible way to make the connection, but you don't have to have it. Like when people come and see me, I'm one of the only people in Los Angeles that does a water bowl reading. So I will read water based on your energy, right? So that's a tool. I, a psychometry is a tool. Um, oracle cards, tools. Uh, these, uh, you know, tarot cards, they're all tools. So really it's like some people like that dramatic factor where they need a tool. So tarot helps with <laughs> Speaking that. of drama, <laughs> what just popped in my mind was a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. so what do you think of Ouija Oh, board? yeah, I don't like a mirror. I do not like the Ouija board. <laughs> Well, I come from a paranormal investigation background. Okay. So I was a ghost hunter. What? Where Uh, was this in the story? (laughs) I don't know. That was my first mediumistic experience was when I was on a ghost hunt. Oh, I'm with my team. Stop. That is so amazing. Oh, yeah. I am yeah, yeah. actually envious right now. Oh. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it's really boring. <laughs> Ghost hunting is super, super boring. <laughs> so Till it's not. Oh, my God. Yeah, till it's not. But you never know it isn't until <laughs> afterwards anyways. So Fair enough. Unless you're having your first mediumistic experience. <laughs> then you know right away. Yeah. But- yeah. So tell us about your first mediumistic experience. Sure. So I was on a, a ghost hunt uh, with um, with a team. There were paranormal claims because I guess the location at one point was a jail cell. 
and it was a firehouse. And now it's um, like a, a heritage museum. So there's a lot of antiques and all that stuff. And like I was saying earlier, objects hold energy, right? So apparently they people were thinking, or the owners, or I don't know who it was, that people were breaking in and like throwing these really loud parties or whatnot. And there was a lot of screaming that was going on in this location. So we went and we um, set up our equipment in two separate buildings and half the team was in one building doing EVP sessions and the other half was um, with me and we were just trying to do, um, I guess there were kind of EVP sessions, but they weren't being recorded and there was no equipment. So it was like one room had equipment, one room didn't have equipment. And, um, I, all of a sudden just, it was the weirdest experience because all of a sudden I felt like I, it's almost, I feel, I mean, I think it's a dissociative state because I felt like I, it was me. Like I felt Terry, I'm me, but I also felt this gentleman inside my body. And I know that sounds strange, but I was like, what is going on here? And I thought at first I thought, oh my God, I must be multiple personality or something. <laughs> what is happening? Because <laughs> normally what I would do is I would just take down notes about what, what the information that I was getting about the location. And then someone would go and do the research to see if there was any corroboration with any of the history of the place. So I was just standing there with, you know, writing my notes. And then all of a sudden I started to rock back and forth and I started to hyperventilate and I started to cry. And I'm like, I'm going crazy. Oh and I'm like, but I'm Terry, I'm here. And I'm like, I know I'm in, I'm in my body. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden I just started as I was rocking, crying and hyperventilating, I was just um, over and over and over again, just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like automatic writing. And I don't know if you're familiar with automatic writing, but you can't Ooh, read that for the life of you. Nope. So no, you can't. And I'm in the room that doesn't have any of the video equipment or any of the, um, measurement of energy or anything that's going on. And in the meantime, I'm having this, what I was thinking maybe a breakdown, but I wasn't quite sure. I was like, what is going on here? And my team had no idea what to do. So they just kind of stood there and watched like with their jaws dropped. And I just, I had this like such regret, this feeling of such regret. And all of a sudden I knew the name Richard and I knew that I was the head of this um, fire station and I was so terrible to my, my firemen. I wouldn't let them go see their families. I was just rude to them. I would withhold their paychecks. I just, I felt all this huge remorse and guilt. It was really, really, really strange. And then it just left. Like I came back to myself. Um, and I was like, whoa. And it, once he left, I knew what happened. So like while it was happening, I wasn't sure. I just knew who I was, but I knew also knew that I was feeling this immense, like terrible sadness and regret and all of a sudden getting this information. So we made sure to write down everything and I was exhausted. I mean, I was exhausted. And this was in West Covina. So I live in Los Angeles. I still had to drive and it was like 3 a.m. And I'm well, like, that's far. Oh my God. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So then th they were able to review some of the data that they caught on EVP and they actually got the name Dick. Oh, yeah. Which is a, it's a nickname for Richard. Yeah. And then they found some microfiche of like, 
of stories like way long ago. And the guy who ran this firehouse, I mean, this was a long time ago. His name was Richard. So there were all of a sudden these pieces of information and the data was getting corroborated. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my first one. And I was like, I just have a feeling this might happen again. I better do something about it. So I went for some formal training because I basically allowed the spirit to make its way with me. And I'm like, no, um, I want to be able to blend with the spirit so I can still stay me and they can say whatever they need to say and I can help whoever I need to help. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how to do it at that time. So that was my first experience and thankfully never had one as dramatic or as scary since. Well, that's big. And that's you also putting up your boundaries. Like you don't want to be channeled necessarily. Not like you'll that. Deliver. Yeah. yeah I mean, not, not like that. Not like that. It was really uncomfortable. That was much. Was, yeah. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just a bit much. <laughs> just a bit much. <laughs> so, wow. so, Yeah. But I mean, Richard just saw a portal and he's like, I am taking advantage right now. <laughs> Richard's like, oh, look, a medium. And meanwhile, the medium has no idea she's a medium. That was so. a bit of a shocker, Richard. You should ease it next time. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> and what's funny is after that, I started like, because I knew the sensations and I, it wasn't as scary. And though I didn't know how to necessarily manage it, um, I would kind of play around with it. And they used to always come in the shower, like when I was showering. And I'm like, who are you and what do you want? Ooh, <laughs> so, uncomfortable. Totally uncomfortable. And what I learned, at, you know, boundary setting wise Good. is like, I, I'm human, yep. right? Which means I have to do human things. Like at the <laughs> time I had a day job. So I had to go to the day job. I had to go on dates. I had to do laundry. You know, I had to do things and I could, just couldn't have people bother me. So I deemed a ring, what I is what I call a trigger. I deemed a ring um, my boundary because I needed something physical and tangible for my human self. So basically the contract and the boundary that I had was anytime I wear this ring, office is closed. When I take off the ring, you're more than welcome to come and approach. Wow. So that's how, yeah. So that's how I started to manage my life. And I've since then gotten to a point where I can, you know, I can manage it and welcome it and I don't have to wear this piece of jewelry. Oh, that. But I oftentimes do, like, especially yeah. if I'm on a date, I'm like, I am totally wearing this jewelry because oh. I cannot be bothered right oh. now. Have you ever been on a date and the date's relatives or somebody is bothering you or somebody at the restaurant? <laughs> not since uh, I've been wearing my ring. Uh, I was not even going to go there. No. I was like, I'm not even going to try no. that. You know, it's hard enough trying to impress somebody. And then, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't typically tell people right away that I'm a psychic. That's good. So, um, cause there's a, you know, there's a preconceived notion. Yeah. So you got to feel them out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even, I mean, I'm not a super psychic or anything, but I definitely have to feel people out before I expose my extreme spiritual woo-woo-y self. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 Especially here in Utah right now. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so we were talking about automatic writing. Oh, yeah. And I think that's so fascinating because I practice a form of 
automatic writing where I'm just channeling my inner creativity or to vomit a lot of information that's just, you know, clustered in my mind. But then I have also been in a meditative state and I get out of it and feel like writing, but my eyes are kind of like half open and I'm like just writing all these scribbles and I feel like I know what I'm writing, but I Mm -hmm. look at it and it's just gibberish I don't know what it is it it looks like doctor's signatures it's so bad (laughs) and I thought that like it was from me just but I'm I just thought like maybe I was just in a weird state or something but it's interesting you said that because now I'm thinking like huh I wonder if that was uh, somebody else (laughs) <laughs> it's, a t- it's a type of channeling. So it can be your higher self. It right. can be um, a spirit guide. It can be an angel. It could be a master teacher, loved one. You start to know these things as you start doing it more and more, more often. You practice it. You start building a relationship. And then you can start asking, like, who are you? Yeah. Why are you here? You know, all of those things. Oh, so, I yeah. Mean, it's time and it's a practice thing. But yeah, when you're doing authentic... Uh, automatic writing you cannot read that stuff at all well that's the thing when I actually ask my spirit guides questions and I write it down and then I'll feel what they say through usually like thought form but I just feel that it's from them and then I'll write that down and it's it's like I can read that handwriting it's crystal clear but this was different and I'm like I feel like my spirit guides would be a little courteous and you know let me be able to read what their message is so it's so interesting I just don't know what that was. It's happened a couple, just two times. It's a matter, it's kind of trusting that they're really talking to your higher self okay. and not your human self. Ah. That and, and so that your higher self is actually receiving the information that most likely your human self doesn't need to know until you're about to have an experience to go through. And then all of a sudden that flooded information will come to you. So you could learn how to, you know, get around and get through any type of situation. Yes. So it's, but see, that's the thing with all of this is like, there's no way to scientifically prove this at this time, which is why you have to really trust your instinct and go with that gut of yours. And, you know, if it feels really authentic or it feels like something you need to know or, or it feels like you're having a a personal experience or something, you know, it's legit. You know, so with ghost hunting, the idea is actually to debunk. It's not to prove paranormal claims. It's to debunk them. So you're always going in with the mindset that this is not real. This is not true. Really? How could you? Oh, yeah. How could you? I I don't know if I would be able to do that. I would walk into a place and just, I feel like I would ask, is this place haunted or not? (laughs) Well, Yeah. I mean, that's not (laughs) – listen, whenever you purchase a home, you should always ask, did somebody die here? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you should always ask, has there been any paranormal, you know, complaints or anything like that? So it's totally legit. Like, you know, I I see nothing wrong with that at all. Um, But but there are so many reasons people can see things. Just for an example, let's say – there's an electrical panel behind the wall and it gives really strong frequencies and that can cause hallucinations. But does that mean that your place is actually, um, you know, is that there's paranormal activity? No. So you have to actually go in there and go, okay, most likely, because it's like, I think it's like 
90% of all claims are not even paranormal. There's usually a reason why something happens. If you're if you live near power lines, that emits huge frequencies. You know, um so so there's you go in and you actually debunk and you and you a real authentic investigation is you go to the same place several times different times of the day. Yeah, that makes sense. I get why because you want to make sure that you know what it is. For example, um, to my right, there is an air vent on the floor and I forgot about that. Right above it are my mom's hanging pots and pans and (laughs) and they would keep ringing while I'm sitting here trying to work when my parents are gone. I'll like take over their place sometimes to work and the pots and pans that are near me are ringing. And I, so I had to call my dad. I'm like, dad, does this just randomly happen? He's like, yeah, it used to freak me out until I realized there's an air vent right there. Yeah, I was like, oh, so that's so, that's smart. I get why you go in there with that mindset to debunk it. That makes sense. It's the same process. It, it's yeah. the same process. But it's cool when you do get um, some information. And usually you'll get it after in review. Like if there's an EVP, an electronic voice phenomena, or you see something on the camera. I, I mean, most of the time people think orbs are – it's actually a pet peeve of mine that orbs are um, paranormal. I mean, a true right. authentic orb – is it emits its own light and it has some sort of intelligence, right? So if you're, and so it all, it actually moves in a certain way too. So, and not just that with digital cameras these days, there's light that is reflected off of things you wouldn't even think. All the time. Yeah. So really you need for pictures per se, you need to use film, not digital cameras. Mm. You know, because a lot of times what people think are orbs are really just specks of, um, flaky skin or strands of hair. Yeah. Um, it could, yeah. I usually think it's just dust. And then I'll test it out. Yeah. Even uh, two days ago, I was testing out because I saw an orb on my iPhone when I was yeah. taking an amazing picture towards the sun. It looked like it was moving around. Yeah. But then I moved a certain way and I could just tell it was reflected off something. I was like, bummer. Yeah, I know. But that's what you do. You totally debunked it. Yeah. You're you're like a ghost hunter. Look at you already. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's a good mindset. Well, that's the thing as well. Like, though I am extremely woo-woo, I also kind of like to start a little skeptical. Oh, yeah. Question things. You really should. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually pretty skeptical. I'm I'm grateful for being skeptical because I I I don't subscribe to everything as paranormal. Um, I've pissed off many many people actually, which I'm fine with. Um, you know, so it's like, sorry, if it weren't for the fact that I get validation from my clients, um, even when I'm doing remote readings, because I'll do readings all over the world on Skype, on Zoom, whatever, you know, when I get the validation, I'm like, okay, then this must be real. Otherwise, I'd be like, "Mm, no, I don't believe in any of this. I so appreciate that. I mean, you just, I love that you are authentic, you're honest. And I saw an interview recently with another psychic and I felt like they were trying so hard to prove that they were, that they were clearly oh. not reading the people correctly. 
Oh, and it was yeah. oh, it was it was so hard to watch. Oh no, oh no. I mean, see, that's the thing is like there could be so many reasons why someone can't make a connection, and it doesn't mean they won't ever make a connection. It just means for that time, a connection can't be made, and it's way better to just say, "Look, I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I can't." And I don't want to make stuff up just so you're happy. Yes. You know, it's like, so here's your money back. (laughs) Yeah, we could try this again another time. In the meantime, you know, here's your money back, (laughs) you know. So honor that. That's so true because, I mean, energy is different every day. Um, Well, I'm anxious to get into a potential reading soon, but keep your ring on right now because I – (laughs) Okay. Keep your ring on. Um, I want to ask you a couple – quick random fire questions before we begin. I might divide this up into two episodes because it's already been an hour. And so that way we'll end this one with the quick random fire, which is just some fun questions with you. And then then we'll allow the magic to continue. So are you, Terry, an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird. Ooh, what time do you usually wake up? Typically 5 a.m. Ah, uh, yeah. What time do they like to wake you up in the middle of the night? Uh, I actually have a – yeah, you know, they haven't in many, many years. Boundaries. Yeah, I just – I won't let it happen. If they come in, they come in through dreams, so at least I'm still um, sleeping. So oh, yeah. I'm not really Giving your body the sleep it needs. Yeah. That's what matters yeah, yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, morning routine. Uh, okay. Yes. Morning routine. Wake up, potty the dog, put coffee on the pot, record my daily energy readings, post them on social media, and then start my day. Oh my gosh. I wonder how many people include your energy readings in their morning routines. What a way to start the day. I mean, I hope they do. I get some um, feedback from folks that are like, oh my God, this was so spot on. And I'm like, well, there you go. (laughs) My pleasure. You know, it's, they're really general. So they're like super general. So when people want something specific, they have to, you know, come to me one-on-one. But but otherwise, yeah, I mean, every morning you can find me on uh, Instagram. And what is your Instagram? <laughs> it's Intuitive Coach Terry. And that's Terry, T-E-R-R-I-E, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Not a Y, people. Not a Y. (laughs) Double R I B. What is your favorite thing to do to wind down at night? Um, Actually, it is watch Netflix. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I love that you said that. You don't have to continue like doing all these spiritual practices at night. You can do a little before bed if you want to. But yes, wind down with Netflix. I'm a human being still. You know, we got to do human things. Well, that's that is the biggest thing that I've been learning because I was so, so caught up in all these spiritual modalities and tools for a while. Oh, yeah. I almost was like losing my sense of human. And then I realized like my soul, if I wanted to be doing that, you know, I would still just be floating around in the astral realm doing whatever. But no, I'm here as a human having a human experience. So it's okay to do human things, people. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Without a doubt. What are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, Well, I don't think it was Netflix. I think it was Amazon Prime, but I just finished Homecoming. Okay. I don't know what that is. With uh, Julia Roberts. It's it's this really creepy, (laughs) really creepy show about this this, like facility that wants to help veterans transition from being in war to the real world and it was just it was really sounds like a show my dad would love yeah 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 Yeah. and I mean you can't go wrong with a good Julia Roberts no Uh. no no (laughs) what is your favorite place on mama earth uh 
Well, it's a toss-up between, um, I actually really love Las Vegas. I know that sounds weird, but I love Las Vegas and I love um, Waikiki also, Honolulu, Hawaii. Waikiki? No, I don't think the yeah. Vegas thing is weird because I've noticed okay. that a lot of, actually, it's interesting. There's a lot of intuitives that live there now, which is interesting uh-huh. to me, a lot of impasse. So for whatever reason, people are feeling called to that energy. But Waikiki, out of all parts of Hawaii, <laughs> know. why would, that part is what confuses me. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, the best way I can explain it is, is I feel like I've been there before. Um, so, and I have such a huge, um, I don't know what the attraction to the Polynesian lifestyle. Yeah. Now, I haven't been to any other island. Okay. So, um, okay. You I don't slack. know just yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know just yet. Although, I can I add a third? I just yes, thought of a third one, which is in, it's Rishikesh, India. Oh. I really love Rishikesh. Yeah. So, I got to add that third. I think that deserves to be that squeezed in there. That, that I get. That I yeah, get. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thanks. But uh, Waikiki. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to cut you some slack yeah. just because you got you to see more. Of the island? You got to see more of the island? Yeah. It's yeah. home. What is your spirit animal? An owl. <gasps> Ooh. Now, why is that? Well, I wanted to know what my spirit animal was. So I posed the question, all right, spirit animal, if this is you, show me evidence that you're around in my everyday normal life. So I started to just see owls everywhere, especially on my Facebook feed. And then I did a breathing journey, um, which is a shamanic type of process. And when I um, went right before my intention was, again, to validate whether it was owl or not. And uh, Mr. Owl came through. I was like, oh, Mr. Owl. Okay, Mr. Owl. So, so yeah, owl. I think that they're one of the most majestic creatures flying around this earth. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're so gorgeous. They're so mystical. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Define passion. Oh, God. I don't know that I can define passion because for me, it's a feeling, but I guess it's, it's a feeling of extreme connection and alignment in knowing, like, that's something that you're on the right path. So it's like, it's, it's this thing that you can't necessarily touch, taste, smell, but it's just this innate feeling of yeah. like all is well. It's, it's a mixture of like grace and surrender and alignment. And Ooh, that's very synonymous with passion is alignment. Yeah. I love yeah. that. If the universe gifted you billboards at absolutely no cost whatsoever to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world, so they'll all say the same message, Okay, what would these billboards read? Um, So it's an advertisement. Okay. So um, come see me for an authentic experience so that you can really, really get into your intuition so you know how to manage your human life. Ooh, I love it. And then, of course, you got to <laughs> add Terry. Yeah, terryhuberman.com. Yes, yes. <laughs> how would you – so this is the last question that I ask. All the Euro Magic guests. Yeah. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? It's to trust – the thoughts that come to their head and the feelings that they get in their gut. It's really to just trust. 
It's just trust. Because you can always clean up a mess. That's fine if you end up being wrong or whatnot. But trust is just so important because you can take risks and the payoffs are really big, really, really big. And you can always clean up a mess. So trust. I love that. Trust that. Trust yourself. I love that. Now, before we dive into the channeling, I also think that everybody should connect with you. So where can everyone find you and connect with you online? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. And that's they're both at Intuitive Coach Terry. I've got a YouTube channel. I have a website, terryhuberman.com. You can sign up for my newsletter too. I have a newsletter there um, if you wanted to sign up for that. I have a YouTube channel, soon a podcast. So that'll be happening soon. <gasps> really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, do you have a name for that yet? I do. It's The Portal with Terry Huber. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you are a portal. <gasps> Terry. I love yeah. that name. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank (laughs) y'all. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, whenever you're ready, feel free to take off that ring. Okay. (laughs) Now, um, I'm putting out my feelers for somebody to come in, but I'm, you know, I'm not feeling that somebody's actually coming in. So what I could do is if you wanted to try, I could reach out. Yeah. To be continued. Catch part two this Wednesday. Dear Yummy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode shifted something within you or expanded you in some way. Those of you who are new and don't know, there is actually a Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. But it's amazing. It's filled with so many brilliant, like-minded individuals who are all into this too and love to support others along their spiritual journeys. The link for that will be in the show notes. And one big update for the Your Own Magic membership site, well, starting June 17th, the full moon in June, I'm making some simple changes to the Soul Tribe membership site. It's pretty simple. Those who pay the annual fee, which is $44.44 this year, so for 2019, I just felt like I wanted to make it a lifetime service for you, so you don't have to pay that every year. But instead, you get it for life. And then those of you paying month to month will stay the same for you as your grandmother did. But for everyone else, starting June 17th, the full moon, I'm going to release a lifetime bundle only option for the 44.44. You purchase it once, you should just get it for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> Why not? And it's about to have so many new features and will still be updated monthly with meditations and journalings and spiritual tools and some video too. For me to help you become more in tune and connect more deeply with your soul and divine guidance through your own work at home. And most tell me that they use it for their morning routine to kickstart their day in spirit and in a soulful way and helps them feel like their vibrations are high up there and they feel the shift within. I wanted to give you a heads up well before June 17th is here. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.